Good evening, this is Tinzian for the Gray Area Podcast. I am here tonight with Joe, and he is the community manager for this game, Chaos Reborn. It is a new title. We're going to do a little playthrough tonight. I'm going to get myself schooled, taken to school, beaten up outside of school, and give up a lot of lunch money. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. You want to go ahead and give a little blurb about yourself and so forth? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm working with Chaos Reborn here. Um, getting their, getting the world populated, as it were. At the moment, this is a Kickstarter-funded game. Uh, we raised a bunch of money a uh, while back, and we're successfully moving into early access now. Uh, and what that entails is all the Kickstarter players and backers and all the uh, everybody else, obviously, who wants to get into the game will be able to see the sort of the core mechanic of the game, which is this turn-based battle. Uh, the game is from the creator of XCOM, for anybody who's familiar or a fan of XCOM. If you want to go back a little bit further, the creator of Laser Squad, uh, which still has some fans still alive and kicking out there. But uh, So you can expect that sort of high-level AI. Um, you can expect that very meticulous attention to detail that comes with the, uh, you know, Julian and the, uh, his key staff. So, uh, that said, it is very different than XCOM. It's like a, obviously it's set in fantasy world that you take a look at it. Uh, and it's, uh, there's a lot of role-playing game aspects that are not yet in the game. So one of the things that we won't be talking about, uh, at least we won't be talking about in terms of as you play it, uh, is the uh, RPG mechanics that are gonna be coming in. Uh, we'll talk about what, they're, what they are and what we hope to get out of them, but they're not yet in the game, so if you've gotten by the game and you're like, this is an RPG, uh, you think, you know, this, this is why, it's not done yet. <laughs> so, but the core mechanics are all there, and they're, they're great fun already, and uh, yeah, you're just going to get rolled, but that's okay. Okay. Well, I have to admit that uh, when Genesee told me um, about this game, she started with the term uh, XCOM, and I sort of didn't hear anything else because I was already racing to try and get myself a code, uh, and get in on this interview because I'm a huge fanboy of that series. So whether or not it has um, the similarities, uh, just the fact that it uh, has something to do with that lineage, I am extremely uh, thrilled for. Yeah, if there's anybody else out there like you, go out and buy the game right now, get in on the first day, and there's a very good chance you'll get to play against Julian Gallup, the creator of XCOM himself. He's uh, pretty easy to find in the game. He's very frequently playing against people, so it is a great opportunity to meet what I consider one of the best game developers in the business. That's a, that's a secret pitch right there. So, huge kudos to the fact that it's a Kickstarter. I backed a few uh, different games and other products, so I'm really glad that you made it through the process unscathed. And so let's kick this off. I am staring right now at my Steam window. I've got the game launched. Uh, I see my gamer tag. Uh, there's a bunch of options that are not in effect yet. I've already gone through the yep. configuration. Um, the volume for the sound is turned down pretty low just for uh, the ability to hear each other. But it sounds really nice, um, the little bits that I do hear. So uh, let's lead through getting either linked up or a match set up or something, and then we can get so on to the peoning. Not to cut you off there, but there are two modes to play the game. There's uh, asynchronous and synchronous mode, basically playing something against somebody live or playing against somebody where you take turns back and forth and you can go and have dinner or whatever and then come back and the player, you know, make your turn. And the next day, your other guy can make a turn. So 
keeping with that old school, we're also eventually going to have uh, local co or local play. Uh, so where you can locally sit down with somebody. That's not yet in this version, but that's coming. And there's more, too. There's actually a co-op mode. Well, we're going to get to those sort of discussions a little bit later after you get a feel for the game. We can sort of get rolling. But for now, if you go to the bottom right of the screen, you're going to see the uh, game setup or whatever we called it. Button, it's big and it's bright and it's yellow. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer battle. Click that. Click join private game. Game ID is 290 and the password is Joe. Capital J. Join private game. Game ID is what? Joe. Oh, sorry. Game ID is 290. Password is Joe. Uh, uh, uppercase or lowercase? A very temporary matchmaking system. <laughs> uppercase or lowercase on the password? Uh, uppercase J, lowercase O. Okay. Join game. There All we go. Right. So what you're, uh, I'll, I'll sort of describe the screen as to what you're seeing. Uh, at the top left, you have who's playing. Well, what number we are. I've, I've apparently been chosen to go first. Uh, in the middle of the screen, of course, is the board. It's a hex-based strategy game. Uh, you'll see some shiny mana nodes around the board, fairly evenly spaced between us. Those give you mana. We're going to get to what that does in a second. Uh, there's terrain and height differences on the board. Uh, so you have to be aware. You get certain bonuses for being on higher ground your opponent. Some creatures get bonuses in addition to that. At the bottom of your screen, you're going to see a bunch of spells. These are, uh, you basically have a spell deck. Uh, you have, it's pretty limited, and every spell you cast is gone forever, with the exception of the Disbelief spell. I don't know if you know what that is at the, at the end of this, but uh, basically they're divided into three different things that you can cast. You have creatures, which you summon, and you can summon them as either an illusion or as a real creature. Uh, illusions are 100% chance to cast, but you can disbelieve them. So there's always that gambling aspect. You can There's a variety of different magical spells you can cast that do all sorts of different things. You can mouse over them and see what they do. And there's also weapons you can summon for your your wizard himself. You can actually turn your wizard into a pretty formidable warrior if you pull the right weapon right out. On the right of the screen is a magical staff. Uh, we At the moment, we're assigning these randomly. It looks like we actually both have staff neutrality which will give us an extra bonus to casting neutral spells. Uh, the sort of third part of the game is that there are chaos, law, and neutral spells. Chaos and law spells shift the board in the direction of chaos and law, making those kinds of spells easier. Basically, if you cast a ton of law spells, you have a much better chance of casting a higher level law spell later, like, uh, I don't know, a gold dragon, for instance. Your staff can spend mana to increase those odds also, and you, because we both have staffs and neutrality, what that does is it's going to you get really get bigger bonuses for trying to use uh, neutral spells. But that's a lot of information to take in. Don't worry, you'll figure it out as we go. By that, I mean, I'm just going to roll on you and we'll have a good time at it. Okay, uh, quick question asking. Quick question for you. Um, the ahead. mana nodes, are those the spidery-looking things that have the uh, blue flame or purple flame coming out of them? Uh, those are they. Okay. Uh, okay. You can move and cast. Your wizard can basically do three things every turn. He can, he can move. He can attack, and he can cast a spell. So, for instance, I can summon a creature, move up, and attack you with my staff or a sword if I had one cast. But uh, I don't have all those things or an opportunity to do so. So I'm going to end my turn, let you take a crack at it. So I've summoned a little uh, a little goblin. It's a very easy-to-cast creature, pretty weak, but he's, very, he's fairly fast. Okay. Um, so I'm now... I've got a little spinny icon around my character. My deck is flashing at me. 
do I just click where I want to move, or how am I? So you click on you click on your character, and then where you want him to move. If you want to move first, otherwise you can try to cast a spell and then move. Either way. Ah, okay. Do those things in any order. Uh, but you usually okay. want to start with something pretty easy to cast. Maybe begin tipping the board in the direction you think your deck might go. Although we both have stabs of neutrality, so one of the things in the game is that, or eventually will be in the game, is that you can influence what kind of cards you're going to be bringing by crafting equipment and gaining equipment in the RPG setting. Uh, you'll never have complete control. This is a you have a deck of cards, but it is not like Magic the Gathering where you build the deck. All you can do is sort of influence fate to go in your direction. Okay. So I have a card I want to cast. Do I just drag it over to the staff? Is that what I'm being yeah, prompted to do? Just click on it, and it should give you a little UI indicator around your hero where you can cast it. Ah, okay. Um... You can just drag it where it wants to go. Okay. So you summoned an eagle. What those do, they have a huge movement range, as you can see he's already... On his next turn, he'd be in range of my wizard. Uh, everything in this game has one hit point and a chance to hit, which is calculated based on the defense and the attack of the creatures in question. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, if I don't move my guy back, if I just left him there, there's a 33% chance you could just win the game immediately. Okay. We're not going to let that happen. I <laughs> presume that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the eagle is great at sort of denying a pretty large area, although he's not terribly strong. He gets a bonus when he attacks from higher ground, though. You can see those, uh, if you click on them, you see flying and swoop. As is, uh, ah. you click on the info button, it gives you more info on what those are. Okay. Alright, yep, yep, I've got that window up. Okay. Alright, so, um, do I just want to let my guy sit here, or is there like a... I think you are, you are at the end turn button, it's on the right side of the screen. Oh, yes, okay, clicking that. Mana is gained both from getting onto those nodes, which I'm apparently not going to make it to mine, not with your eagle there, uh, and killing creatures also gives you mana. You can spend mana to increase the odds of casting spells. Uh, it's especially useful for certain high-level spells. Okay. And I failed. Great. So there's a, there's a chance you'll fail at a spell cast. There's never a certainty in this game. Okay. Uh, so, there will be there will be days in which you play somebody, and you know for whatever reason, maybe they'll summon a dragon as the first thing they do, and you know it, it's a pretty low chance, but you know there are, there are days in which you'll play this game, and you might lose a, a couple rounds in like the first two turns. <laughs> there are there are, there are days where the game will go with the full 20, 30 turns, depending on what you set. So. And everybody has different tactics they like to use. Some players play extremely aggressively. Uh, some players are way more conservative. Uh, Kickstarter backers have been able to play the game for quite a while already. Okay. He summoned a dwarf. He can throw a hammer. He can shatter equipment. Uh, and he's generally he's just got a high defense. He doesn't have very much attack, but he's a great blocking feature. He only move one square. Though. Okay, so I have my eagle highlighted. I can see where I can run right now or fly to. And what do I do to take over that mana node? Well, so only your wizard can get, take over the mana node, but what your your bird can do is probably kill my goblin. Or at least it can try. I don't know if that's a good idea, you know. There might be more conservative, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And down he goes. Okay. 
and end we'll turn. Continue my re tactical retreat. <clears throat> I'm liking how the map map moves. It's uh, nice, clean, clean, crisp. Can look around. Yeah, it's a significant improvement. And if anybody played the original, this game is based on a 1985 ZX Spectrum game named uh, Chaos: The Battle of Wizards. Uh, it is a significant improvement, believe me. You can you can Google it and, and see the uh, <coughs> the eight color glory that was. Mm. Now the end turn button it is is it now my turn or is it your turn? It is, it is your turn. Yeah. Okay. There's a little pop up that says so. But you may have missed it. Yeah. Now you can grab the mana node. I'm off to a really really bad start here. One of the things that is coming up. So there's a lot that's coming up, but we can sort of talk briefly about the RPG side. Uh, as you level up and sort of go on these. Adventures, which will be hopefully have co-op as well as single-player adventures. Uh, you will collect equipment and gear, and that eventually you'll be able to begin forging your own equipment and gear. And then, if you continue past that point, you'll begin to be able to join other players' realms. There are player kings, or player lords, player kings, and player gods. Literal gods. Uh, gods will be able to like craft entire adventurer areas and stuff for you to go through create shrines to help their followers all sorts of all sorts of crazy stuff that you'll be able to do again what we're looking at right now is sort of the core combat mechanic whereas you'll spend probably most of your time in the game so i tried to summon a spider uh failed and there done it in turn I'm not happy with uh, the state of things at the moment. Don't worry, you'll still school me in a bit. I'm working on it. I got a plan. Give me a second to decide how best to not die. You can only cast one spell per... One spell per turn. Okay. As you can see, I've summoned a unicorn. Uh, that will have important impacts in a moment. But you can... There are mounts in the game. You can mount them, which gives you a pretty large tactical advantage. The largest advantage being that no one takes one hit to kill you. The first hit will kill the mount. The second hit will kill the wizard. Mm, um, other okay. than that, it'll also give you more mobility. It can attack as well as me. I mean, mounts are basically just awesome. You, if you can get one, you should always have one available, you know, that your character's on. Okay. But they're usually pretty tough to summon. Uh, again, this could be an illusion, but there's a 60% chance of me summoning that creature to begin with. And as you can see now, Law is now plus 5%. It is now 5% easier to cast Law spells as a result of me summoning that, whether it's an illusion or not. So you can, for instance, load up on illusions if you have. If you really want to shift the board in your direction. 
uh, and you've summoned a shield for yourself, which will make you significantly harder to kill. Keep in mind, your wizard is now in range of my... It's going to be a little hard to kill, but not impossible. Okay. You're in range of my eagle, so you may want to move your wizard away. Or, you know, you could just try to tank it, I guess. <laughs> I sent my, my eagle to attack yours and I failed. And now they're gonna they're gonna dance a little while. Okay. And I will summon a magical sword for myself. Jump on my pony here. Mm-hmm. Right, that is it for me. I can't do anything else. Now, what I could have done is I could have used the sword and tried to kill your ego, which I had a chance of succeeding, but then if I failed, that I could lose the whole game right there. A more aggressive player would have done that, but I am not an aggressive player. Discretion is the better part of Valor for me. So one of the things you can see is your ego may or may not be engaged with my ego. What that means is each creature has a speed rating, and the faster your speed, uh, I guess we're calling it agility now. The the more likely you are going to be able to escape from somebody else attacking you. So once you're in range of somebody, you sort of get stuck to them. Okay. Unless your agility is high, which eagles are fairly agile. I'm just going to duke it out. Don't get the cast. Oh, did you cast a spell? Oh, you summoned an elf. When did that happen? <laughs> Alright. Elves have the furthest range in the game. They don't have big attack, but they can really lay down the hurt. Oh, you flew away from me. You coward. <laughs> hmm? I said you flew away from me, you coward. <laughs> Hey, I tried to sucker punch. It didn't work, so I suckered out of there. Uh, I have to decide whether or not I want to chase you to put me in range of your very cleverly positioned dwarf. Now, do the terrain markers, uh, where some of them are kind of uh, rocky or whatever, does that matter or hinder you in any way? Or is it just pretty? It's just pretty. Okay. Uh, unless, unless there's a physical object completely blocking the tile. They're pretty obvious which ones are rocks and which ones aren't. Just sort of prettiness. Okay. 
Oh, I have. Why not? Ah, uh, worth it, even if I lose my eagle at this point. <laughs> Nicely done, though. And I'm summoning a spider, but fail. Spiders web creatures. So when they attack them, normally something kills uh, the other creature and attacks successfully. Spiders don't work like that. They, they hit the creature with a web. And that, uh, that immobilizes them, reduces their defense, and other creatures can attack the web to free them, or they, can, they have a chance to break out and return based on their own attack. But basically, being web sucks. <laughs> Another thing you can do, I didn't mention this by the way, but if you uh, want to get mana, you can drag and drop a spell, it's free to do, uh, onto your staff. Okay. That gets rid of the spell permanently, and you do not have very many spells, so it's a pretty hefty price to pay. But it gives you 10 mana, you can use that to boost the chance of successfully casting a spell. That makes sense. I might, might have wanted to do that, so I apparently failed to cast that spider. So maybe, maybe I should have poured more mana into it. And you now have two elves. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. We are now at plus 21% loss. Loss spells are now ridiculously easy to cast. Don't get your dwarf is very much in range of my eagle and will probably kill it. Dead Eagle. So the moment you have three guys on the board, and I have myself on a pony with a sword. Clearly, this uh, this rear kicking that I was supposed to be delivering is not going <laughs> in my direction. Uh, I don't know. This 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 may or may not change. Yeah, you know, one of the things you'll find in this game is it does change pretty quickly, uh... or it can anyway. Okay, hang on a second here. I'm apparently, is there an easy way to show who has moved or who has not moved yet? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I think there will be. I'm not sure if it's implemented yet. Things are changing pretty rapidly still. So. Okay. There are line of sight rules. You can hear my dog in the background, of course. She just chooses now to start barking. What kind of dog? Oh, uh, half lab, half pit bull, half German shepherd. Making hmm. her 1.5 actual dogs. Okay. Oh, so, so because of the uh, sort of inherent randomness to the decks you draw, sometimes you draw all sorts of very strange cards. At the moment, I'm looking at a very unusual set of cards in my hand. I'm not sure if it's going to work to my advantage or not, but it's certainly unusual. Now, if I cast something, am I 
can I block another creature from moving through another? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they don't have zone of control, but you have to physically go around them. So it takes, you know, to go around a creature takes three, four, three to four uh, extra uh, extra movement spaces, as well as, you know, potentially blocking out the choke point entirely. You can't move through the creatures, for instance. Things are about to get a little bit crazy. Probably want to do something with your archers. I don't know what exactly. I don't know who you can reach or from where. Well, your armor just keeps getting bigger. I'm starting to think some of these are illusions, but I don't know. I don't really have the time to guess and find out. Now, what is the orange boundary? Um, I see my normal move, but then I see an right. orange. The orange boundary is the range pack where that can reach. Okay. Time to time to be bold. That's a direct spell. So there are direct attack spells as well as you know other summoning spells. So nice. You can cast magic bolt and destroy your creature as opposed to the old-fashioned summoning. It still takes my spell cast though, and I'm still. Very much in danger of being slaughtered. Mm. Run, run as fast as you can. You probably want to move your goblin, Ooh. <laughs> or just go in for the kill. That's very bold. Charging your wizard out into direct conflict with my wizard is a good way to get yourself killed. Yep. But as you say, possibly uh, time to be bold. Time for me to be bold. You're the guy with all the creatures on the board. Oh no! Well, this is gonna come down to it then. We're gonna we're gonna end it right here, one way or the other. Just my wizard against your three creatures and my wizard. Wait, your wizard? <laughs> anyway, got one trick up my sleeve left to do. Nice. 
We'll see. We'll see if my uh, greater experience will pay off, and your boldness will be the opposite of paying off. First, I'm just gonna swing at you with my sword, though, and that's it. <laughs> that's all it took. Nice. So you could you could have hung back a bit, you know, played the waiting game. Obviously, that's probably not super interesting for the listeners, so probably best we uh, we end it with a a charge for glory. Well, the, they, they... as you can see, you have this sort of temporary. Uh, it actually does give you stuff right now, and you gain experience and levels, and as you level up, you gain access to new spells. But again, it's not like building a deck. You'll be able to like ship some spells in and out of your deck, maybe. But you'll never be able to control exactly what you get. Well, it'll still look good on video. So, and I've got uh, level one. I've got some experience points there. A 0 and 1 ratio, but whatever. I'll someday uh, get out of that and maybe get a I'm Steam two achievement. Two, baby. <laughs> someday I'll get a Steam achievement going, and uh, that's that's my draw to these games. Really, is the uh, Steam achievements? Any yeah, they're, hint they're on what those are going to be? Boy, I should I should uh, screenshot my 100% win rate because that's not gonna last very long. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, and you can you can actually click on the like the forge button uh, and the uh, the equipped and social rank and tournaments and all those things, and it'll tell you all about them. Uh, and it has a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking uh, through some of them but yeah, earlier. Yeah, the, the real key is like sort of this. There, there's all these sort of optional levels you can go to. So. You can play the game after you buy it and, and level up the old-fashioned way and gain all these things and, you know, whatnots. Uh, and then, you know, eventually you become... You basically will have this AI proxy for yourself. So it'll sort of watch how you play, it'll use your equipment, and then it will defend its realm against invaders hmm. uh, when you reach a certain point in the game. Uh, and depending, you know, on how you do and how you're... AI bot does basically, uh, you'll eventually be able to ascend even higher. Eventually, again, becoming sort of a god, uh, creating shrines and assisting your followers, or you know, creating a realm, uh, which is what kings do. Kings can create realms, and then you know, uh, have people defend it. And you know, that's sort of sort of optional, really. You don't have to do any of that stuff, but it'll be there. Um, that's really interesting. And then, will there be uh, customization in terms of your uh, character avatar to go with that and stuff? Yeah, so uh, I believe the answer to that is what equipment you bring is actually going to show up on your avatar as well. So, okay. uh, we will very much so for the staff, as you change staffs, you'll be able to see the staff. Uh, you know, that's sort of like the main piece of your character. But there's also like trinkets you'll be able to equip that you'll be able to see and stuff like that. Excellent. Uh, what else can we talk about here? Oh, uh, so backer upgrades. Always important to talk about the upsell. So one of the things I want to make very clear to everybody is that you can spend money to become a wizard lord or a wizard king or even a god originally. I don't know if that's ever going to be available again for purchase, but uh, it was during the Kickstarter. That does not mean that you have to spend money to get there. It just means you can spend money to skip to there, and if, you know, because if that's the kind of thing you want to do, more power to you. Uh, spending money also unlocks like special uh, cosmetic changes, so that ties into what we're just talking about. Okay. So you can like click on the backer level upgrades, and you can click on the wizard king, for instance, and see what he he looks. You know, super cool, and gets a bunch of creatures that are uh, special. They look special as well. So you know, you know when you're gonna get trounced. 
without <laughs> um, without throwing myself out of uh, steam and causing issues with this video, uh, some of these backer prices, what are some of these levels cost? Uh, oh, so you can actually click on more info and it will, it'll take you there. Uh, uh, but basically, in, at the moment, in the game, we have uh, $30 for the Wizard Lord package. Again, that's a cosmetic upgrade. And once Wizard Lords are out, you'll automatically become one, and you can never, you can never lose that rank. You'll, you'll always be a Wizard Lord and able to play the Wizard Lord style yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas uh, in eighty dollars, the Wizard King upgrade that's uh, significantly more complex. That's where you're going to be sort of creating, uh, basically using the in-game editor to create battlegrounds and whatnot and events that players will be able to play through. Okay. Are there other microtransactions in the game? No. Okay. Not at this time, anyway. Okay. Um, Alright, so we've gone through a match. Uh, we've gone through this basic explanation. We've gone through some of the Kickstarter stuff. Is there anything that you'd like to bring up in closing, or um, any other hype that you would uh, care to dispense upon our eager listeners? Hmm. I feel like when somebody asks that, I should always have something to say, but... Uh... No, no. Just remember that you know. Again, this is uh, this is the early access. Uh, expect bugs, but we're very, very excited to hear feedback and suggestions. And uh, yeah, um, if, you, if you decide to come along in this crazy journey, you'll get to hang out with a lot of really cool people, myself included. Well, I think I'm gonna have to go get myself a, a Kickstarter uh, backing into this. Um, I had a lot of fun, and thank you for your time, Joe. Thank you. <laughs>